This episode of the Motorcyclist Podcast is brought to you by Arai Helmets. Arai builds handcrafted helmets designed for the protection and comfort of every rider. Arai has six decades of experience and focus on protecting you. Sign up for the monthly Arai newsletter to get all the latest updates and information at AraiAmericas.com. Hey guys, welcome to episode two of the Motorcyclist Podcast. Joining me today is my colleague, Michael Gilbert. Michael works as the road test editor at Cycle World Magazine. That's right. Thanks for having me, Adam. I'm, uh, I'm very much looking forward to this show. Yes, Michael and I recently got our hands on KTM's 202890 Duke R. He and I spent the day ripping that thing around Palomar Mountain to produce reviews for MotorcyclistOnline.com and CycleWorld.com. Michael, that was a fun day, right? It was a blast, man. We uh, we had a big day. We did, what, 250 miles or so? We left here. We left the office, and uh, we ripped over Ortega, ripped out through Temecula, then over to Palomar and and uh, into Julian to our favorite, favorite pizza place of all uh, for lunch. And uh, we really we had a good time on those 890s. It was a blast. Yeah, man, but enough about the bike. Let's talk about the pizza place. <laughs> nah, just oh, joking. we could go on for hours about that place. <laughs> it's funny because actually finding a good restaurant during the pandemic, you know, isn't the easiest thing. Right. Well, we didn't really get to sit inside. We had to kind of go around back and, and have our pizza out of view. But, uh, yeah, it was a great place. Yes, yeah, so enough about pizza, though. I know why you guys are all here. You're here to listen to us yammer about the 890 Duke R from KTM. Uh, Michael, tell us a little bit about this bike. Talk about where we rode it, you know, for people who aren't familiar with Palomar Mountain. Uh, yeah, like I said, we left our Irvine offices here uh, and we went over Ortega, uh, Ortega International Raceway, some people <laughs> call it, um, and, and, down to, and down to Palomar Mountain in San Diego County, that would be, um, which is really kind of like an iconic... Uh, riding area for sport bike enthusiasts and and uh yeah we tore it up and like i said we went into julian and then we did it all again on the way back yeah for you guys who aren't familiar with southern california as michael said you know palomar mountain there's a there's a mountain in northern san diego county called palomar there's actually a, a observatory atop this mountain but this mountain road is blessed with just a perfect almost endless stream of slow to medium speed corners that are just made, literally tailor-made for riding a sport bike or a sport naked bike. You know, literally, I would have to say that road was made for the 890 Duke R. I haven't ridden a motorcycle that was more entertaining to ride on that road than the 890 Duke R. And the perfect proving grounds, too. The one side is quite tight and kind of shows its low-speed handling characteristics. And then, you, like you said, and then we get on the other side, and it's a little bit faster, a little bit more flowing. So we really kind of exploited everything this 890 has to offer. We did. And just getting to the mountain road, we have to traverse, you know, a good... 30 miles of freeway and then some more curvy roads and some stop and go city traffic and all in all it was we were probably in the saddle what 12 hours at least yeah 200 250 miles at least yeah mm -hmm. i don't know time wise but it was a long day for sure yeah and what did you think about that bike i really enjoyed the 890 um it's it's 
you know, I have to say it's kind of what I wish the 790 would have been from the get-go. Um, and I'm not to say that when I got the 790, I actually really enjoyed it. There was a couple things. Obviously, the non-adjustable fork um, had some criticism. Uh, and, and, you know, maybe it didn't have the most grunt in the class. But it was a good motorcycle. And when we got the 890, like, literally ripping from the office onto the freeway right as we got going, I'm like, oh, this thing's good. This thing's really good. Uh, it has that extra pep in its step. Um, and it has some adjustability, like we come to find out. It has some up-spec parts in comparison to the 790, namely the the WP Apex fully adjustable fork, the Brembo Stylema calipers. It's got the uh, rad... Brembo adjustable um, master cylinder as MCS, well. MCS, MCS right. master cylinder. Um, seriously, like, it's a really cool bike. Yeah, if you guys at home aren't familiar with the Brembo MCS master cylinder, this is something they unveiled as an aftermarket component a few years ago, and now some of the OE manufacturers are fitting this component on their motorcycle. I think Triumph was the first to do it with the Scrambler 1200XE and now the 890 Duke R has it, has it. But it, to be honest, I was kind of thinking about this the other day. Like, not even all the superbikes have it. I nope. can't think of one superbike that has it. And that would be something that's rad. That's it's cool that it's on the 890 for, you know, a price point that's reasonable. Yeah, if you guys aren't familiar with this thing, this MCS radio mount cap, uh, master cylinder, it literally it allows three levels. I think three levels: 19, 20, and 21 millimeter ratio adjustment so you can literally tweak the way the brake feels so if you want like a really sensitive action where you don't have to touch the brake very much to get those anchors to stop to start pulling on the front end of the bike you can select 21 millimeter conversely if you want to have a little bit more lever throw before the brakes start biting you can use 19 millimeter yep. and it really allows you to tailor the the feel and the power progression of the front mm -hmm. brakes that's right. That's right. And the brakes are good too. The, uh, the Stylema calipers, it, it brings it to a quick halt. Yeah. Not only, not only is the master cylinder awesome, but then it has top shelf components like the Stylema calipers. Yep. That's what the Ducati Panigale has the RSV4 1100. They all got that. And this little middleweight naked has it too. Yes. And not only are the Stylema calipers awesome, but it actually they grip on bigger diameter rotors, mm -hmm. you know, and then having uh, OEM stainless steel brake lines, corner, cornering ABS with supermoto mode yep. so you can still lock up the back tire if you'd like. It's great. That's right. And it's a, honestly, it's a good thing that, that uh, the 890 has that little bit of extra stopping power because it's got a bit of extra power too. Um, obviously, with the displacement change going to the big 890cc, on the Cycle World Dyno, it gained like... 11 horsepower i want to say from 95 to 106 um and it gained two foot pounds of torque but kind of a minuscule amount but when you actually go and look at the look at the dyno charts you'll see a big uh improvement throughout the mid-range all the way through um so it's a good thing that this uh 890 has good stopping power because it's got added horsepower yeah like the 790 duke when that thing came out it was neat that KTM came out with a with a parallel twin engine that had the offset firing order that made it feel like it's LC8 V-twin engine. Mm -hmm. You know, KTM, if there's one thing they do right, it's make this 
this sporting V-twin that has lots of character. So that LC8C parallel twin was designed to have that V-twin S character, mm -hmm. which I liked a lot in the original 790 Duke. But at the same time, that the, the power plant felt a little bit crude. It, it had good power, but it wasn't great power. Yep. You know, we rode the the its nemesis from north, the F900R, mm -hmm. which has that same engine configuration. And that thing felt way better to me. And then, like you said, we hopped on the 890 Duke R here from our Irvine, California office. And we hit the road. And as soon as we turned right on the main road and we gave her the beans for a second like you could feel that it, there was something special under the hood that's right it 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 throws you back in into like the rear cowling pretty quickly it's be honest with you it feels bigger than an 890 bigger more power than what you'd think an 890 has i found that it was actually kind of the heart of a lion or like it felt more um i don't know it, it was almost geared more towards like a 1290 than an 890 yeah, like in to, my opinion, I thought me, it was fast. To me, I thought it was like the 790 with like MR9 race gas, dude. It just like <laughs> yeah. it pulled so hard, and not only did it pull hard, but the engine was literally smoother. It so was smooth. smoother, yep. and it had less vibration somehow. Yep. Yeah, I always, I always got on with the 790. I never thought that it was. Uh, you know, you said it was crude. I don't know that I would totally agree with that. I thought it was always a pretty smooth platform, but the 890, you, you kind of struck it right on the head it's damn smooth mm. very damn smooth mm. and powerful and powerful i mean 10 11 horsepower more than the 790 like that's nothing to scoff at you know that and in to pair that with a weight loss between the 790 and 890 the 890 was actually eight pounds lighter than the 790 as well that all adds up yeah 407 pounds with its three point, I think it's three point seven or three point eight gallon tank. Yep, filled to the brim. You know that's pretty pretty light. You know, and the bike felt that light. Like in those, when you're going up Palomar in the beginning, this is like a second, second gear, maybe third gear, nah, more second gear, a uh, stretch of road, and and having a bike that's extremely light and nimble pays big dividends. No, totally. It was uh, you. It, Again, you kind of hit it right on the head is like that first side of Palomar is so tight and having a nimble chassis um, just to carve those corners. It, and speaking of that, like the thing is so planted and so easy to turn on the side of the tire. It just gets it done. Yeah, I know we had a lot of discussion about the OE fitted Michelin power That's cup right. tires. You know, I was a big, big fan of the power cups and I haven't liked Michelin street tires in eight years mm -hmm. you know but you were a little bit more uh just reserved a little bit more feedback on those things than i did well you know it's not that i don't like them um they have they 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 boast a lot of grip there's a lot of grip available um but i found kind of particularly in the in the front tire just i kind of lacked a little bit of feel like i lacked the understanding of what was happening at the front contact patch, especially like when I ran it into a corner very hard. Um, I was more so kind of relying on my knowledge and my experience and, and how much brake pressure I was applying to be confident in that the front tire was going to stick. That said, it had a ton of grip and the rear tire, especially we were, we were ripping and tearing on these bikes <laughs> and um, we never really had slides. They stuck. It's just a little bit of feel. That was all I was, it, w it was just, 
little bit of criticism. Yep. Not bad tires, good tires. They could use a little bit more fuel. And for you guys at home, you know, Michael's going to be a little bit more critical of tires. He likes to road race on his Ninja ZX-10R in the Moto America Championship. So he's always going to be bagging on tires more than us guys who like to wail on the street because we just <laughs> like to have fun even yeah. if we're riding on shinkos we're like oh it's not so bad <laughs> no 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 and again they're good tires um i would i would totally be happy to go ride them again but i think that they could improve just a little bit mm. let's talk a little bit about the traction control system ktm mm-hmm. up until recently ktm's traction control system was pretty crude like they really haven't been able to figure that out but you know over the last year with the new i know you haven't ridden it yet but the new 1290 super Mm -hmm. duke r they fitted a new uh mtc motorcycle traction control imu powered uh with variable slip control yep slip control is what ktm ktm's nomenclature for basically adjusting the amount of wheel spin the computer will allow for in nine settings yep plus or, off plus off of course you can always manually disable that if you just want to just let her rip wherever you are or just do power wheelies with no electronic intervention or yep. whatever have you anyways r890 duke r had the optional tech pack tech pack is a 750 dollar i think or 740 dollar yep. upcharge that unlocks that nine position adjustable wheel spin control. It also allows for MSR, which is KTM nomenclature for engine brake control to complement the slipper clutch. Mm-hmm. And I think it adds, oh, you can adjust the, the power modes. Yep. Uh, right. Yeah, I think it's uh, it, it's important to note that the base, uh, the base, 890 Duke R will come with three riding modes, rain, street, sport. Um, obviously, upgrading with that with the tech pack, or there's I think there's another option called just tr- track pack. Yes, I think so. Um, yeah, that'll unlock another track setting with the nine level uh, TC. To me, I think if you're really looking to exploit what a middleweight naked has to offer, you you have to invest in in one of those packs. If you don't. You just get preset settings of, of throttle response and TC. Having that adjustability and being able to tune it to your liking, not only your liking, but the variable conditions on the road. Maybe the road is a little bit more dirty uh, and you want more TC or you're at the racetrack and you want less TC. I think it's kind of a, it's a necessary option. Yeah, I would agree totally. Like that, I wouldn't have liked the bike nearly as much as I did with that adjustable wheel spin mm-hmm. control because you know on palomar mountain i really like setting four four of nine so the lower setting the 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 least amount of intervention the higher the setting the more intervention mm-hmm. and four was really good for me because you know if i put it in three you could feel the rear tire start to spool up a little bit which was fun but it also kind of took me out of my comfort zone well you're not a racer like me <laughs> but in in level four you know, it would keep that rear tire from really starting to pump up and I could ride the bike hard for my skill level, yet 
it never felt like it was going to get away from me. Yep. And that's the thing with the slip mode. You can control it. You know, if you have a little bit more expertise with tire spin and more comfortable with the bike doing that, you can go lower setting. Right. Well, I'm only partly kidding. Is I think I found three or four to be uh, to be my preferred setting too. And maybe I'm a little bit more reserved on the on the street than I am on the racetrack. And I want to be prepared in case it's dirty uh, or wet or whatever it may be. Um, but, you know, I, I found that like setting three or four, it kind of blended uh, the performance of getting off a corner quickly um, and being able to to gain you speed getting onto a straightaway or, or, or just jumping off the corner. And also that kind of safety factor that just a little bit of hold you back just to not let yourself not allow you to get over your head exactly. when you get on the throttle. Exactly. Yeah. I think KTM did a really good job. Obviously, there's there's lower settings that I would probably use at the racetrack Absolutely. or maybe turn it off. Absolutely. But you're totally right. Three, four, perfect on the street. Exactly. Like when you're riding on a public roadway, you know, we were riding on a canyon road with very, very little track or very little tra traffic. But still, even when you're riding on a familiar road, uh, you want to have a little bit of a safety net because you never know what's around that next corner. There could be a deer. There could be a car going the wrong way on the road. You just never know. Yep. And having that little bit, even if it's small, that little bit of restriction, it just makes you be able to ride more comfortably. And you have a little bit of extra you know, mental juice in the chamber totally. that you can use to yep. apply in an emergency right. situation. Right. Your 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 mental capacity is, isn't already all used up. Yep. You know, if something happens, you have a little bit there to, to work with. Um, and I think that kind of goes along with, we've talked about the TC, uh, the cornering ABS, the mm. lean angle sensitive cornering ABS, you know, I thought, uh, I thought added that same element to it. You know, I, I found that, um, especially with those tires, you know, it, they have so much grip that it didn't really intrude where it didn't need to. But if you got into a panic situation, I know we had a car pull out in front of us, uh, going by the casino and I went to grab the brakes and I could feel, and I just grabbed them abruptly cause it was a, uh, it was somewhat of a panic and it intruded a little bit, but oh, nice. in normal riding conditions, I didn't ever really feel like it intruded too much. I know in some motorcycles, um, you get on the brakes and the lever would be pulsing in your fingers and kind of send you wide in a corner because it wouldn't stop, even though you were okay. I thought the KTM, it did a good job of kind of, again, blending that balance. Yeah, I mean, I mean, a lot of it goes, to me, goes into those, again, those Michelin Power Cup tires. Like when we started riding the bike, you know, like I said, I haven't had a really exceptional Michelin sport tire experience in, in you know, a long time. So I was a little bit leery when we started leaning on these on these tires especially the front and the turns but as i felt how much grip it had as i understood that the bike has cornering abs i was starting to kind of lean on the front tire pretty hard yeah and and it never like even now like i'm thinking in my head i should have rode the bike even harder <laughs> because i never even really yeah. felt the system even intrude and that that to me just shows you how how hard you can ride that bike yeah. it's almost insane totally and and honestly, my favorite part about the ABS was turning it into supermoto mode, which deactivates the rear. Right? We were uh, 
you could probably still go look at the Palomar Mountain Road, and there's probably still <laughs> darkies running into the corners. What are you um, talking about, man? <laughs> no, it, it uh, deactivates the rear ABS, so you can uh, can you can pitch the rear end sideways and and have a little bit of fun. And and that 890 Duke really likes to have fun. It does. It's a playful bike. It's playful for sure. But that kind of is a segue in to the one feature I wasn't. Like, I really like this bike, but there was one feature I really didn't like on that bike, and that was the slipper control, the, the function of the slipper clutch. I just, I wasn't, it chattered a little bit more than I thought it should really? have. Yeah. I thought so, yeah. I, you know, I didn't really have too much of an issue with that. Um, yeah, I didn't really have too much of an issue. I thought getting into the corners, I, I felt pretty planted and, uh, and um uh, comfortable getting in and i didn't really have too much chatter issues interesting interesting it was it is worth noting you know when i would just throw the clutch out and just let it out it would chatter a little bit but if you were smooth on it and just didn't all the way let it out then it seemed to be better but i i'm old so i kept forgetting to to actually (laughs) you know hold the clutch in a little bit you know i was used to my supermoto bike where you just dump the clutch and let it figure it out for you yep yep what uh as far as squawks on this bike, what do you think was a major squawk on that thing? I, I know, obviously, you know, the 750 buck upgrade for the something that you absolutely have to have, in our opinion. What else would be uh, one of the squawks? Yeah, I mean, um, there aren't many. There really there aren't. aren't many. I really enjoyed that bike. I, I do find it um, kind of funky, as you mentioned, that, you know, it's a little an $11,699 base price. Um, and those added packages are already all programmed into the bike. It's already there. It's not like they're added parts or features. They're in there. It's just they need to be unlocked. And mm-hmm. you're getting charged 740 bucks to get them. I don't know. I, I think uh, KTM could have, um, if they just released it full-blown with all the bells and whistles at 11699 have a really great... Uh, package with value in the class um but moving on uh obviously i i I had a little bit of criticism for the front tire feel um and the only other really thing and i know you agreed with this when we were out on the road is i found myself in between gears a little bit i found myself between second and third gear um not in the slow corners but like kind of medium pace going down uh east grade on on palomar mountain i just found like I was never really happy with a gear. Second gear felt a little too short, but then I go to third and third was too tall and didn't offer me uh, the engine braking or the acceleration that I really wanted. Yeah, I mean, you make a good point. And we talked about this when we were riding up the mountain and even back down is you're right. You're kind of in between gears. You know, second gear, we were we were damn near at the rev limiter. Yep. And then you shift into third gear and, you know, the engine still had the torque and the power to pull the gear but at the same time, it if it was revving at that lower RPM, the, the engine almost felt a little bit lazy. Not yep. that it is lazy, but it just felt like, not. I don't even want to say sluggish, but it kind of did, yep. you know? Yeah, totally. So I, I felt the same way. You know, if you're, you guys at home, part of that tech pack also includes the electronic quick shifter, yep. which allows clutchless upshifts and auto blip downshifts that's right which is a big big plus when you're railing around corners but i mean this bike realistically if you're riding on a tight curvy road you are going to be working the six-speed transmission and you're going to want a quick shifter yep totally no i i i totally agree i think uh 
the quick shifter did his job pretty well too. I didn't really have any, uh, have any qualms about that, but again, you know, that gearbox, I think that maybe specifically second and third gear could have been a little bit more tightly spaced or I don't know, tightly spaced is, is, uh, the word, but they could have been a little bit closer, um, just to offer a better, a better balance of performance. I could say that I, I could agree with you on that. You know, a, a good fix possibly would be just to put like a one tooth smaller sprocket just to, you know, give it a little bit. Now you can pull second gear can pull a little longer yep. or conversely, you can put a one tooth or two yep. tooth bigger rear sprocket. Totally. Now you're in third gear yep. whaling. So either or. And that's all preference. I think that as people get these motorcycles or if you and I have these motorcycles for more than a couple weeks, we'd probably be making little modifications like that just to tune them to our liking. Yep, yep. Uh, obviously, you guys know we like the way they handled. We like the, how the engine ripped. Talk a little little bit about the ergonomics. Like how did that bike fit you? We're very, very different sized riders. And I mean, just from riding with you, we ride the motorcycles very much differently. Yep. Yeah, the ergonomics, I think uh, off the top of my head, KTM just, just rolled the handlebar forward a little bit um, to give you a little bit more aggressive stance in the upper body and, and get some weight over the front end. Other than that, I think that the actual ergonomics of the rear end and and and, uh, and the foot pegs are very similar to that of the 790. Um, and I found it really comfortable. Like I said, we, we did, what, 250, 270 miles in the day, and I didn't really ever get uncomfortable it wasn't until the very end that i kind of found myself stretching out or uh or trying to get my butt off butt up off the seat um which is a good point too the seat was uh the seat was really comfortable as well yeah you look at that seat and you're like oh my god there's no way this thing's going to be comfortable and i have to add on the 790 i had a problem with it i was kind of up and out of the seat maybe a half hour 45 minutes into the ride Mm. and on this bike not at all yeah, I, I was really pleased with the ergonomics package. It's just very comfortable bike. You know, when you're riding around town or riding to your destination, it's comfortable. And then when the road starts getting curvy, you're in the right position to, to go fast. Yep. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, it, you're exactly right. You're you're in an aggressive stance like we talked about. The bars are rolled forward, um, foot peg position. You're kind of up over the front of the bike. And, and, you know, when I think about that, I think about taking this bike to a track day. And I think... There's not one modification I'd have to do, especially to the ergonomics package, to have a hell of a lot of fun at a track day. Oh, man, especially a, a tighter track where you're not going, you know, not having a fairing is going to be a little bit of a buzzkill on a really fast, you know, fifth or sixth gear track. But it'll but... be really fun to pass some super sport bikes on. Oh, that would be good. You definitely could make some 600 guys look pretty <laughs> silly on that bike. And have a really great time doing it. Yes, yes. Well, Michael, that wraps us up for episode two of the motorcyclist podcast where can people find your written review and video yeah uh you know cycleworld.com will have the full 890 uh duke r review with a dyno run on our in-house dyno jet dyno with weights and measures on our scale Um, everything that we do here at cycle world we really try to go in depth So if you'd like to see our review, please check out cycleworld.com and our YouTube channel, uh, Cycle World. Great, man. Great. And if you guys want to hear my opinion on the 890 Duke R, log on to motorcyclistonline.com. I've got a pair of reviews there. And uh, check out our videos on YouTube, Motorcyclist Mag on YouTube. 
Well, guys, that's a wrap from episode two of the Motorcyclist Podcast. Michael, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Arai Helmets for sponsoring this episode. Make sure to get all of its latest updates at AraiAmericas.com.